You're listening to True North with Pastor Gary Cottle of Gary Cottle Ministries on today's edition. You need to know that the Word of God is written for us today. It's not some antiquated, outdated book of yesteryear written to another day and time that's not applicable to us. The devil is a liar. Amen. The Bible says that everything in this book was given for our example. And the Bible says the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and the joints and the marrows, and a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. That means God will read your personal mail. Perhaps one of the most dangerous misconceptions to creep its way into the modern church is that a majority of the Bible is outdated. While certain parts are definitely directed at Jewish culture, there's still powerful examples and doctrines within them. As Pastor Gary will teach you in his message today, each and every part of the Bible is of great value, no matter how old. In his study, you'll learn that much more than a dated document, the Bible is a living, breathing love letter to all of mankind. Now here's Pastor Gary in 2 Timothy chapter 2 as he continues his message, Jailbreak Ministry. If you want church growth, you're going to have to study the Bible and figure out how God grows His church. Amen. If you want to see an explosion of evangelism, you're going to have to figure out what the Bible has to say about that. Amen. And too many of us have too many ideas that are far removed from this precious old book. But might I say this, that the Word of God gets results. Amen. If you don't believe me, you need to look no further than my own personal testimony. I remember when the Word of God, like a hammer, smote my stony heart uh, until at last my heart broke in the presence of God and I uh, called on him for forgiveness and repentance of my sin uh, and he washed me in his blood and he saved me by his grace uh, and he made me a brand new creature I've seen that same gospel amen uh, take others amen who were bound in sin uh, bound in addiction bound in trouble and the Holy Ghost of God would make them a new creature and all of a sudden guys like brother Randall Boatner or guys like my Father Ravon Caudle get up from an old-fashioned altar after being under conviction of the Holy Ghost uh, and their life is changed and they lose every ounce of hunger or desire for whatever substance they were abusing themselves with prior. And I'm telling you the same gospel that deliberated men then is the same gospel that'll liberate men today. Uh, and we gotta quit acting like we owe the world an apology for warning them of the wrath that's to come. Amen. If anything, we should apologize to them for not warning them of the wrath that's to come because the only way some of them are going to get saved is if we sound the alarm. Except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. And we need to call them out. We need to tell them how to get to Jesus. And we need to realize the only way they're going to break out of their prison is when we have a jailbreak ministry of the Word of God that pays no attention to what men say we should do. And we just declare as it is written to whom it is written. Can somebody say amen? right there. I, I got news for you. This word was written by God to you. That's how personal it is. Amen. I remember when I was dating Amy, we do a lot of writing back and forth. Uh, that was back in the day when the internet was still just kind of, the dial-up sounded like that scratchy noise, you know what I'm talking about? The AOL, I'm not even going to try to imitate that though I could. 
So I, I preferred writing. Amen. We'd write back and forth. Ain't nothing like reading that love letter and then, first of all, you see that it's addressed to you. Woo! This pretty girl from Mississippi is addressing a love letter to me. I was happy about that. Amen. Then at the bottom, it, she would have little X's and O's or something cute like that. Amen. And there was nothing like getting a personal love letter from the one that I was interested in. And it, can I tell you something? The Word of God, though you may not know it yet, is a personal love letter to you. Oh, it's got your name all over it. Whoo! Amen. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Don't you know that was meant for you just as much as it was meant for anybody else? And I remember when God spoke to my heart on that day that I told you about earlier, I, I didn't hear God saying to my neighbor next to me, I'll save you today. I heard God speak to Gary Caldwell and said, you're special. I love you. I'll save you if you'll call on my name. Hey, I could shout the roof off the place just over that right there that God was personal to me. Amen. And I'm glad that the word of God will come to you as a person, as an individual. And you need to know that the Word of God is written for us today. It's not some antiquated, outdated book of yesteryear written to another day and time that's not applicable to us. The devil is a liar. Amen. The Bible says that everything in this book was given for our example. And the Bible says the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and the joints and the marrows, and a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. That means God will read your personal mail. Amen. Amen. Ever been in church and you thought, well, who told that preacher about me? Amen. That ain't the preacher. That's the Holy Ghost. That's the Word of God making it personal. Amen. And we got to get back to preaching the Word of God as written to whom it is written. And when we do that, uh, we understand then that the Word of God explains that these are the rules of engagement. Can I get an amen? All right, I must hurry. Let's go to the last point. Number three, I want to say this. The Word of God ensures explosive growth. <laughs> mm, amen. Amen. 2 Timothy 2.7. Consider what I say. And the Lord give thee understanding in all things. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel, wherein I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even unto bonds, but the word of God is not bound. Look at verse 8 again. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead. Know this, Satan is not so much after you, he's after the seed of God in you. Amen. It wasn't just that Satan wanted to destroy the body of Christ. He was trying to shut down the spirit of Christ. But even though they put Jesus in the grave... Three days later, he got back up again and said, here I am. <laughs> you can't defeat the very living, breathing, walking, eternal word of God. Can I get an amen? You cannot defeat it. It ensures explosive growth. The devil thought he capped it, but what he ended up doing was, was exploding it. Amen. Amen. The Bible said that he made a, a spoil of principalities and powers while on the cross. You see, because he allowed the devil to think that he was putting the last 
last nail in Jesus' coffin, not realizing that it would be the very tool and instrument of the resurrection that would cause the gospel to explode worldwide. And Satan himself became the greatest instrument by which to promote the gospel of any creature in in human or angelic history, if you think about it, because uh, God used him and played him like a puppet. And I can tell you right now, you can try to shut down the word of God, but the moment you try to shut down the word of God is the minute that it explodes on you. You can't, amen. In fact, God might even dare you to try to shut him down and he'll just make a show of you, amen. And you cannot shut down the eternal word of God. Mm, I'm glad that you can't shut it down, aren't you? It, it will explode. I thought about God set up a decoy. <laughs> mm. And the devil was trying to uh, deactivate the bomb of the gospel. And he clipped all the wires he thought would shut it down until they put the last spike in his lovely hand and put the last stripe on his lovely body until he breathed his very last breath. But before he did, he said, it is finished. And as Satan laughed while Jesus breathed his last breath on the cross, uh, Satan thought he had deadened that threat. But little did he know it was a ticking time bomb. Amen. Uh, uh, When the countdown began, three, two, one, and on resurrection morning, Satan, it was over for him, buddy. And now he's just trying to do damage control. Can I get an amen? Uh, He's just trying to do damage control, uh, and he's just trying to keep people from hearing about this gospel message. Uh, But I can tell you that the gospel itself is indescribable and it's unstoppable. Jesus said in John chapter 12 and verse 23 he answered them saying the hour has come that the son of man should be glorified uh, referencing the cross uh, and the upcoming resurrection but watch what he said verily verily I say unto you except a corn of wheat fall in the ground and die it abideth alone but if it die it bringeth forth much fruit Amen. Uh, Listen to me. Don't make the mistake. uh, Don't make the mistake of what Peter was trying to do while he is in the garden. Can I preach just a minute? Uh, While Jesus was in the garden and they came to arrest our lovely Savior, uh, Peter pulled out his sword. uh, And I believe, Brother Randall, he was aiming for his head, but he ducked and he got his ear. Amen. What was Peter doing that day? He was in a self-preservation mode. He didn't want to die, and he didn't want Jesus to die. And he thought that by preserving them, he could save them. And Jesus rebuked Peter and said, put up thy sword. Because Peter was trying to preserve who Jesus knew needed to die. And Peter was trying to kill who Jesus was trying to save. And so many times, uh, by self-preservation, we think we can uh, straddle the fence with one foot in the world and one foot in the church, amen? And and we try to preserve our own way while at the same time playing church, uh, and it don't work that way because as long as you, as long as self is alive, the gospel cannot go forward because you will always put yourself first. As long as self-will is alive, it prefers the preeminence. It prefers, yea, it insists on the dominant seat in the throne of your heart. 
But we must realize that you're not going to really experience explosive growth in your personal walk with God. And this church is not going to experience explosive growth in getting the gospel out unless we are willing to die to ourselves, willing to die to man-made traditions, willing to die to mental blocks that thwart the gospel efforts, amen, willing to die to our emotional man and how things make us feel, amen. God ain't interested in giving you a feel-good, amen. He's interested in giving you truth. Uh, and sometimes truth is kind of like an extraction. It'll hurt at first, but it'll feel, feel good after a while. Amen. Woo, I'm telling you right now, the gospel message is to go forth. Uh, and there is no way that you're going to stop it. Amen. The death of the temporal releases the explosive, expansive, multiplying life of eternity. Of the eternal and the minute you decide you're going to die to self is the minute God can start getting glory in your life. But the minute you quit making excuses and telling God all your plans and why you can't do this and why you can't do that. Listen, the Bible said of the kingdom of God, the Bible says that he that putteth his hand to the plow and looking back is not fit or equipped for the kingdom. And the reason many of you can't serve God effectively is because you keep getting distracted by personal will and personal agendas and personal preferences uh, and you get hung up on all this stuff but God uh, sent me with a jailbreak ministry to tell you that you need to be freed up from all that junk uh, by being willing to die to yourself and your personal preferences uh, and allowing the word of God have free course in your life Satan will attempt to crush you thinking that he will also crush the seed in you but the seed is eternal Listen, <laughs> mm. let me tell you about William Tyndale quickly. William Tyndale was uh, instrumental in translating the Bible into the English language. And uh, if you have an English Bible in your hands, much of your thanks is owed to the instrument of William Tyndale in the hands of God for making that a possibility. William Tyndale was condemned as a heretic in 1536. When he was brought to the stake to die for his unwillingness to bend to the religious beliefs of that day, which were often found in direct contradiction to the word of God. For example, he was once in discussion with a cleric who said, we had better be without God's law than the Pope's. Shocked by this, Tyndale replied, I defy the Pope and all his laws. If God spare my life ere many years, I will cause a boy that driveth the plow shall know more of the Scripture than thou doest. Oh, glory to God. I love the passion, don't you? And on the day of his execution, just before he was strangled, rather, and his body burned, his last words uttered with a loud voice were, Lord, open the King of England's eyes. One year later, in 1537, King Henry VIII gave his license to works of Bible translations into the English language, which by his former proclamations he had condemned. And I want to, uh, uh, with that testimony in mind, I want you to think about 1 Peter 1.23, where it says, Being born again, 
not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. He said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. And he has preserved his word for every generation. And when everybody said their peace, they'll be found a liar and he'll still be found truth. Can I get an amen? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. You realize that Jesus is the only way to heaven? Amen. Uh, do you realize that all these other religions uh, that teach other ways to heaven uh, are being deceived and lied to and they'll be found in a place called hell one day because they believed Oprah Winfrey over the word of God? Can I get an amen? Uh, but it's time for us who are saved by the grace of God to quit apologizing for what's the best thing going. Amen. Uh, I have nothing to apologize for. I have the inerrant all-powerful, life-changing, eternal Word of God. And I do not owe anybody any apologies for declaring what God has already said. Can I get an amen? The Word of God ensures explosive growth for all who walk in faith and obedience to its commands. I want to close with this verse. Therefore, I endure all things. Verse number 10. <laughs> Think of it now. Paul in prison. He said, I'm here, but the Word of God's not. It's out there somewhere. <laughs> it ain't bound up like I am. Ain't that good? <laughs> oh, can I say this? No matter what Satan has tried to do to stop me over the years and try to discourage me over the years and try to keep me bound down and tied down to external circumstances, internal uh, struggles or whatever the situation, no, no matter what the circumstances was, when I walked in obedience to God's word and declared what God said, the word of God always found a way to defeat the opposition. Mark my words, no, mark God's words, you will not stop God's jailbreak ministry from breaking out of your little boxes. Amen. Amen. God's word has a way of defeating every foe. And a lot of times he does it when you least expect it in ways you never dreamt possible. But God knows how, and I don't know about you, but I don't want to be standing in the way of that stone that's coming down out of the mountain that 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 chief cornerstone amen I, I don't want it to grind me to powder amen I, I want to stand out of his way and let him do his thing in my life amen and I would caution you as a church member and as a believer in Christ to never stand in the way of what God's word declares should be so Therefore, I endure all things. He's saying, I, I even endure being bound. Here's why, for the elect's sake, that they may also obtain the salvation which is by, in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. He said, my prison serves their freedom. <laughs> and one day we may be the talk of the town if we're not already. Our prison will serve as others' freedom. If we're willing to endure the naysayers, if we're willing to be called peculiar or different or strange, I don't know what they call me. I don't care. I hope you never tell me if you're here. Amen. Because I don't have time for all those distractions. It ain't going to change my mind one bit. Amen. I know better. If I'm confident in what God's told me to preach and I'm confident that I know what it's saying, then I'm going to preach it whether we like it or not. Amen. Even if I'm uncomfortable preaching, I've got to say it. Amen. And we've got to get to the point to where we have jailbreak ministry. Amen. That, that this word's going to go forth regardless of the consequences.
And he's saying that my imprisonment will serve their freedom, essentially. And I want to close momentarily with this, this, the opening statement that I gave you. But before I do, I want, you, I want to remind you of what Isaiah 61 said. When the Bible said, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach the good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Jesus became bound so that we might be free. No man took his life, he he willingly laid it down, and he gave it. (laughs) And so I want to say again that no matter your external surroundings, no matter your internal struggles, and no matter your personal sacrifices that you may face for spreading the gospel and being a part of this church, the Word of God is not nor ever shall be bound because men and even angels cannot shut it down no matter what they try to do. You may have all hell come up against you, but they done tried that and lost when they tried to defeat Jesus. What is the prevailing power of it all? It's the Word of God. The Word of God. You cannot defeat it. You might as well cooperate with it. You might as well. And for those of you that have never been saved by God's grace, He's after you. He's after you. Amen. You might could walk out this building and try to forget it, but when you lay your head down tonight on your pillow, the Holy Ghost is going to bring that service back up into your mind, and you will not be able to shake it till you finally at last make your decision for Christ. Surrender to Him. Amen. You may owe somebody an apology in this church for, uh, for something you did or said way back when, and, and it's hindering revival in the church. And maybe you have an old archaic way of thinking about things and a traditional mindset that's hindering the progress of what God's doing in this church. Uh, this kind of preaching is the kind of that ought to be able to burn out the dross in all of us uh, and cause us to see what's important and cause us to see what's not important, to bring clarity to the furtherance of the gospel, to enable us to, uh, to, to release, to move anything out of the way that would hinder God's work from going on. Can I get an amen? And you may lay down your head on your pillow tonight and the Holy Ghost may say, hey, you need to make that phone call and you need to make things right with your brother or your sister. Amen. This church has huge potential. But I don't want this church to be like some 45-year-old who never grew up and they're still telling him, well, he's got potential. Amen. At some point, potential needs to be turned into results. And the Bible says that we are to behold the Word of God. We're like a man looking into a mirror. And there's some that look at the mirror of God's Word and they straightway forget what they saw. In other words, I think it was deliberate, Brother Randall. And, and, and I get it. I don't like looking in the mirror every day myself. Amen. I'm not the prettiest face on the planet. I'll be willing to admit that. Mm-hmm. You want to preach about 10 minutes? <laughs> Amen. But the Bible t- tells us to be doers of the word and not hearers only. At the end of the day, it's not, it's not just what you hear. It's what you do with what you hear. And some of you are right on the verge of giving your life to Jesus but you're still resisting the pricks, the conviction of the Holy Ghost 
Amen. You're like that one that said tomorrow, preacher. Next week, preacher. Next year, preacher. And you don't even know what a day brings forth. You don't even know if you're guaranteed tomorrow. If I were you, I'd quit gambling with my soul, playing Russian roulette with my soul, and I'd surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ right now. And if you have an old stubborn, hard-headed attitude that's causing friction in the body of Christ, you need to repent of that too. Can I get an amen? Because we all will give an account. And whether we face the Word of God and come into agreement with it today or on Judgment Day, we will come into agreement with it. It's our decision as to whether we do it now and enjoy the benefits of a prison break ministry or if we wait until it's too late. But either way, God wants to break out of your prison with His Word. And I want you to let God do what He wants to do in your heart. You've been listening to True North with Pastor Gary Cottle. We're so glad you joined us today for this study in God's Word. Be sure to subscribe to True North on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss a new edition. This broadcast is part of Gary Cottle Ministries, and you can learn more about it and Pastor Gary by visiting our website, garycottle.com. That's Gary, C-A-U-D-I-L-L.com. We'd like to invite you to partner with us in sharing the good news of Jesus through this ministry. Would you join Pastor Gary in praying for those listening? Pray for ears to be open and hearts to be receptive to the truth and love found only in God. Please keep Pastor Gary in your prayers as well as he continues to seek God's direction in this ministry. Another way you can be a part of what we're doing is through financial gifts. All amounts are appreciated and useful. Please, prayerfully, consider your involvement in this way. And if you feel led to give, you can mail a check to Gary Cottle Ministries, 1112 Old Washington Road, Thompson, Georgia, 30824. That's 1112 Old Washington Road, Thompson, Georgia, 30824. Thank you for partnering with us, and thank you for listening today to True North.